Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shore Thoughts. I'm Pastor Joe of Sea Life Ministries, and today we're going to be taking a look at 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. So I'll read those four verses while you grab your Bible. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, concerning the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you, that your joy may be full. 1 John is one of the most intimate letters in the New Testament. Although John touched on many fundamental doctrines and truths within the Christian faith, it was not his purpose to write an essay, as was most often true with the Apostle Paul. 1 John deals with family matters. We might compare it to a letter from a father to his small children who need to be encouraged, perhaps reprimanded, and mostly to be reminded that God is love and that they are to manifest God's love constantly through their lives. Yet, there was an immediate reason why John wrote this letter when he did. A group of so-called Christians known as Gnostics were perpetrating a heresy within the church. They were teaching that all matter is inherently evil, and God, being good, could have nothing to do with evil matter. Therefore, they taught that God could not have been incarnate in the body of Jesus Christ. They said that Jesus only appeared to have lived in the flesh, that he was nothing more than a phantom. To John, this false teaching was taking the heart out of the Christian faith. So his letter is a manifesto, that is, it proclaims what was shown and proved in the life of Jesus Christ. Now, in the prologue to his letter, to John's letter, he told us three things about Jesus, and then he developed these truths in the remainder of the letter. In the first two verses, John said that Jesus is the source of our life. John plunged into a series of proofs attesting to Jesus' humanity. First, he said that he and his follow, fellow disciples heard Jesus speak. The verb heard is in the perfect tense, which means they had heard Jesus not just one time, but repeatedly, and his words had been etched in their hearts. Next, John declared that, Jesus, that he had seen Jesus. The word John used for seen means more than having received a visual image on the retina of the eye. It means that he had understood, perceived, discerned. Then John said, which we have looked upon. Here, he used another word that means to gaze at with wonder, awe, or reverence. And finally, John said that he had handled Jesus with his hands. This is the word Jesus used after his resurrection to prove to his disciples that he was not a spirit, but that he had a body. And that is recorded in Luke chapter 24, verse 39, where Jesus said, Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. 
handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. 1 John chapter 1 verse 2 is an expansion of what John said in verse 1. Jesus, the source of our life, has been manifested, and there is no way that his existence, death, or resurrection can be denied. And then John said that Jesus is the subject of our preaching. In verse 1, John spoke of the word of life. These words were the dawn that broke through the darkness of sin. But now the dawn became noonday splendor as John identified the word of life as Jesus Christ, God's Son. And this Christ is the one whom we have seen with the eyes of our souls and heard through the living words of Scripture. And John said something that shocked every God-fearing Jew who would not so much as pronounce the name of God. He said, Our fellowship is with the Father. How dare a sinful creature presume that he can have fellowship with the Almighty God of creation? The secret lay in the blessed intercessor, Jesus Christ. He introduced people to God as the Father. Our fellowship with God as Heavenly Father comes through our relationship with His Son, Jesus Christ. Therefore, Jesus, and Jesus alone, is the subject of our preaching. In verse 4, John wrote about sharing our faith. Now note the order here. Real joy comes after fellowship with God, his son, and his children have been established. This unique relationship enables us to experience true joy. And Jesus desired that his followers have joyful hearts. Never in the Bible are Christians instructed to be depressed or pessimistic. One of the goals Jesus had in mind as he taught his disciples was for them to experience joy. And we can find that in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 11, where the Bible tells us, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. What was the joy that filled Jesus' soul? It was the completion of our salvation which we find in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, where we read, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Likewise, our joy is based on the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Salvation and joy are inseparable. This contagious joy adds an effective note to the sharing of our faith. And this is the Christ whom we preach. He is the source of our life, the subject of our preaching. And because of who he is, we share our faith so that others may know this unspeakable joy. I have heard it said that joy and happiness are two different things. If you get into an accident, you lose a loved one or get sick or something happens... You're not going to be happy, but our joy is to remain constant, consistent, and full. And I'd like to end with the last part of the verse in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, where he himself has said, meaning Jesus, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So until next time, I once again 
do sincerely hope you enjoyed this segment. And um, if you haven't done so yet, I, we would appreciate it if you would click on that follow button down below. And may God bless you richly. And until next time, have a great day.